0: Hello and welcome to the Lockdown League Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano, joined here once again by my good friend, Brandon Cameron from the Fan 590. What's going on, buddy? Hey, buddy. What's going on? Not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, it's bye week. Now, I promised the listeners that I was going to do, uh, I was going to grade the defense and the goalies today, but because of the way that our scheduling worked, I, uh, I decided that we're just going to... Today we're going to do something a, a different, and then tomorrow I'm going to do the grading of the goaltenders and uh, and the defense. Um, so sorry, just a, a quick program note, if that's what you came here to listen to, that's going to be tomorrow's show. But we're still going to have a pretty good show today because oh, it's, yeah. it's still the midway point. So I feel like we still have a chance to kind of go through all these these reflections on, on the season halfway through. And what better way to do that than giving away midseason awards?
1: Love it, no a better way.
0: It, so we're gonna go ahead. We're gonna hand out our midseason awards, and then uh, TSN just put out their top fifty list for players and, and how they've played this season. Uh, so we're going to kind of just discuss that a little bit as well. Yeah. But uh, first and foremost, let's get to these awards. Uh, so so far through the first half of the season, as I think expected, uh, Connor McDavid leading the way in the uh, in the the for the Art Ross.
1: Yeah. He's
0: only went up on. Uh, he's only went up on dry saddle. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he's. He's. I mean, he's. It might not win it. Dry saddle could turn out no. to win it. I don't think he will. Uh, but the thing for for McDavid, I think over the last uh, forty eight hours, this has become a little more. Um, I want to say, what's the word I'm looking for here? It's become more valuable to me for him. Yeah. Did you see? Did you see the report about his knee from last season? Yeah, his was, injury.
1: Yeah, I did. I did. Um, he. Honestly, I was saying this yesterday at work, like the, the Oilers are really lucky that it's worked out. <laughs> um,
0: well, yeah. Like, so uh, like, well, just b- before we get into it, for those who haven't seen the report, essentially uh, last year when McDavid had uh, a knee injury, it was said that he had, um, uh, he's d- torn ligaments in his knee, but they said that it was just a partial tear and he could get through it. That turned out to not be the case. It was actually a complete tear. And he played through it, um, and then like up rehabbing it. it. It said it was going to require
1: a full year surgery, like a full year recovery. Yeah. So he <laughs> was if he
0: he was given the the option to either they all ended up getting like three opinions on it before they finally landed on what they decided to do. But at first look, it seemed like he was going to be out for this entire season. Yeah. Um, if he would have gotten the surgery that they were recommending first. It was total reconstructive knee surgery it could have affected his skating he definitely would have been out for for most of the season if not the entire year and to think about the fact that he had to go through such a rigorous rehab of his knee without going under the knife they're they like yeah they are lucky that he is was able to recover so quickly and, and hasn't David. hasn't yet yet um Reinjured that knee, yeah, which I, I would assume is now prone to being re-injured since it's kind of yeah. Already I'd, gotten... I'd imagine
1: that it's opened up a few things for him. Lambo and...
0: doctor, but but I know usually once you you, you tear it once, you're more likely to do it again. We'll do it again, just like concussions. You get one concussion, you're more likely to get them going yeah, forward. The others are
1: are really lucky that McDavid's still McDavid.
0: Hundred percent. Because
1: after an injury like that. That if that if that was the case, after surgery, like he was supposed to, like he was asked to go, like he planned on doing, like
0: they're lucky. <laughs> like that's a that's a career changing type injury. So as of now, he's in the lead for the Art Ross, which wouldn't have been possible even if yep. he would have went under that surgery because he wouldn't be playing this year. Um, all right, so let's move on to the actual awards where we have a chance to discuss some of right. these guys let's so it. let's start with the vesna all right so gold tender of the first half of the year i'll let you go first sure. tell me your three nominees and then your winner
1: yeah my three nominees are uh my first nominee is ben bishop from dallas uh jordan pennington and tristan jari okay um Personally, uh, Jari, I kind of threw in Jari there at the end. I, I don't think he's the winner for me. I just, I, th- I felt like what he's done in Pittsburgh this year has kind of earned him some clout in the NHL goalies here. And I also don't really think the – like from what I, I was looking it up, like there wasn't really any goalies that I was like – that have really stood out to me this year. Like I thought – other than Ben Bishop um, and Binnington, like there's not really a lot of guys that have been like lights out consistently all year. Like, even Vasilevsky, he's only kind of come on the last little bit. He's not really, he didn't have a good start at all.
0: Yeah, but he's really he come, come on. on. He's come on. But he's,
1: yeah. he, uh, he, I think Jari eliminated Vasilevsky for me because I just, I like the story that Jari brought, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I thought that, that, that more than earned a spot in my, in my list. Do you want to go with your now? Your uh,
0: list? Uh, or do you want me no, to discuss? just, my, yeah, discuss my who you win and then.
1: Okay. Uh, I chose Ben Bishop to, as my best new winner this year. Interesting. Um, yeah, his his goals against average and save percentage lights out. Like, 228 goals against, seven twenty no, 927 save percentage. Like, it's incredible. He dug Dallas out of that really, really early slide. He was their best player during that slide. They just weren't getting it done for him. Um, he's been good all year. He's done more than his part, and he's been lights out.
0: I totally agree. For me, th- this is probably the, the toughest award that I think I, I- – tried to decipher between because there was about five or six guys who I I think are worthy of a top three ballot. I mean, you had Kemper, Bennington, and Jerry. I had two of those guys not on my list, including your winner. Like, I didn't have Bennington. I had had Bishop, not Kemper. I didn't have Bishop. uh, Did I say Kemper? Used to Kemper. Okay, Bishop. I had had Kemper. Oh,
1: okay.
0: I thought Darcy Kemper, I mean, up until he got hurt, and this is the (laughs) problem That's why he's not on my list, but because he's been out for too long. But he he's only played seven games less than Ben Bishop. Like it's 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 not that. bad. like I think at this point, if you played at least twenty five games at the midway mark, that qualifies you for me to be eligible for for a trophy. I think for me, it's what have you done lately?
1: (laughs) I think I I I think that's that's kind of what a lot of mine come down to. It's it's
0: sure, but if you're looking what what have you done lately, then you would say Vasilevsky decides should be the best candidate. Right, and Veselevsky. So, so for me, my three have Kemper, Vasilevsky, and Tristan Jerry. Um, my winner, believe it or not, Tristan Jerry, really, yeah. I think what this kid's done is absolutely outstanding. He's 16, 8, and 1 on the year, 929 save percentage, 216 goals against with three shutouts. Stole a job, he stole a job from Matt Murray, who stole a job from (laughs) Marc Andre Fleury, but more importantly what he's been able to do with the team in front of him. like this, You look at the injuries that Pittsburgh has had, and he has been the backbone that's kept them alive in a lot of games. And he's a big reason why this team right now, why Mike Sullivan is, we'll get to it later, but he's certainly in my Jack Adams conversation, Mm -hmm. um, has his team so far into a playoff spot. Tristan Jerry is the reason. Uh, And I think that if it wasn't for him, uh, Pittsburgh might not even be in the playoffs right now. Yeah, so no, 100%. I, I think he's been outstanding. And, and Matt Murray struggled. Well, like, he, he leads the league with a nine twenty nine save percentage, and and it's it's difficult because you take a look at it, well, I mean, technically, you know, is he really a number one or is he a solidified number one guy? Like, can you do that? Like last year, Campbell was left off the ballot, but arguably had one of the best seasons uh, for a goaltender in 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 years. But because he was considered a backup or or 1B, he didn't get put on the ballot. Yeah. I think times are changing where a lot more – where kind of sports science is coming into it and we're getting a lot more goalie splits of of kind of like 60-40 – Timeshare in, in the net. Sometimes and even 55 45. Yeah. So, I mean, even look at like Halak and, and Tuka Rask. That's like,
1: like 55 45. That right? might be less.
0: And, and, it honestly and might be less. Even, you know, Ilya Samsonov and, and Brayden Holpe right now are, are kind of splitting time. Yep. Um, and Darcy Kempers was splitting some time with Antti Ranta. Uh, he kind of had run away with it. But, you know, Tristan Jerry, he's still somewhat splitting time with Matt Murray. Um, I, I just think that the qualifications have changed what they were like. You no longer get those workhorses that are going to play you, you know, 65, 65 to 70, 70 games, games a year, you know, like, like we saw in, in the two thousands and in the nineties. The exactly. So I think a guy like Tristan Jerry, who's, who's played more than 50% of the games for his team so far this year, definitely qualifies me for uh, being eligible. And if he's eligible, I think he's had the, the best season so far as a goaltender, um so I I have Tristan James yeah, that I, I'm in a similar boat. Like I
1: don't think that uh I don't think like I agree Jari should be in the conversation. I just I don't think he's won the trophy from me. Like I that that's the thing. I don't think he's I know he's stolen some things for, for Pittsburgh, but he hasn't stolen the best for from me yet. i he could.
0: He could he could swim. If his just, name was Carey Price and he had these stats, you're picking price as your best Yes, hundred percent.
1: One hundred percent.
0: There you go. <laughs> I, that's, that proves my point, that he deserves to be a
1: veteran. I, 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 I need a bigger sample size, I think. That's the, that's the issue. That's why I wouldn't give him the award. Wow, tonight. he's
0: got, like, what seven less games than Ben Bishop. He's got three less games than Tuka Rask, who's arguably in the conversation.
1: Tuka Rask is out. <laughs> <laughs> Tuka Rask is long gone.
0: Nah. I've given up on Tuka Rask. Anyways, uh, all right, let's move on to our next trophy, The Calder, Rookie of the Year. Um, Here, I'll go first for this one since you did the Vesna. My three candidates, I have Quinn Hughes, Kale McCarr, and Dominic Kubelik of Chicago. Uh, For me, I I really struggled with this one because I really wanted to give it to Quinn Hughes. I
1: know.
0: But (laughs) there's no denying that Kale McCarr has been outstanding. Like, this is a dude who got off to such a hot start. Um, He got injured. He's back now, and he's still playing well. But think about what he's been able to do. He's got 37 points in 41 games. He's
1: almost a point-a-game player as a defenseman in his first NHL season.
0: Like, it's insane. Now, a lot of it's coming on the power play, which you could say the same about Quinn Hughes, too. But To be
1: fair, he plays with Nathan McKinnon, Miko Rantman, and Dave (laughs) Landis on that power play. Yes.
0: Yes, he does. He's um, also a
1: huge contributor on that as well.
0: But I just can't can't see anybody else for me, to be honest with you, uh, other than Kale McCart. Like the dude is honestly a freak out there on the ice. Oh, he's a beast. Uh, so he's he's running away with it, in my opinion. Even yeah. even after his injury, like I think Quinn Hughes made it close because he kind of, you know, he had that extra seven games trying and and close the gap a little bit, which I think mm-hmm. he did. Uh, but I think Kale McCarr is just He's, he picked up right where he left off when he got back, and he's going to – I can see him honestly finishing with 65, maybe 70 points this season as can, a rookie I can, defenseman.
1: I can, I can see mid-70s, honestly.
0: It's possible.
1: Dude, he plays with Nathan McKinnon. Like, that anything can happen. Um, so, for me, my list is almost identical. Uh, I have the two guys, Cam McCarr and Quinn Hughes. They're tier above the rest. I struggle a lot with my third pick, actually. Um I was close to choosing Cuba League as well. I didn't go with Cuba League. I went with Victor Olsson.
0: League, twenty-one goals on the year, which is really good. Actually, playing now in oh, a yeah, top-six role, Chicago. It was. It was he's hard. Find.
1: It was hard for me to to not yeah. include Cuba League, but I've liked what Victor Olsson's done in Buffalo this year. I think he's really solidified himself on that top line with Eichel and Reinhardt. I mean, he hasn't played recently because he's hurt. He's out, right? I think he's out.
0: Yeah, he's been out for a bit. Yeah. I think he's, he's been, out, been, out been out for a couple to... weeks, maybe even a month, even. But mm, no, not quite that long. He's, he's only while. missed six
1: or seven games. Okay, then a couple of weeks. Been yeah. for a couple of weeks. Um, started off real fast with with Michael and Reinhardt. 11 goals really early on. I mean, he only has 16 now, but
0: he, he was ripping it on the power play. I don't he know was, if you remember. I think it was No, he, was he broke It records. Like his first 7 goals of his career were all power. on the power play. Yeah, no, like it not. was insane. He's, he's a freak. Yeah. He's
1: a freak. I think he's a good bet on that line and it's a good I thought that's a good top line for Buffalo, in my opinion. I I, I think he's earned himself a spot in the Calder in the Calder trophy. This year's kind of weird for the Calder though, eh? Why would you say that? Because there's no like nobody that was drafted this year is even in the conversation, not even close. Yeah, like they—they—they they're, don't even matter. They're irrelevant. Jack Hughes, Jack Who's? Huh?
0: Yeah, yeah. No, you're—you're you're not wrong. Like, if I'm formulating a top ten, it, he might crack it in like tenth, but at best. Yeah, I don't—I don't like that at all.
1: I wouldn't even say for sure. Like, I wouldn't for sure put him in a top ten rookie
0: scoring like my rookie list. I wouldn't even do that. How about Adam Fox? Was he a guy you considered? defenseman I, for the rangers honestly
1: i didn't consider him
0: but was, maybe i should he was a guy who he was he was next on my ballot i think that i was considering behind kubalik um 27 points in, in 48 games his now, first he's year actually looked, this he's pretty
1: good i've seen i've watched a few of his games in in new york this year he's just he's he's a slick defenseman i
0: was having a conversation on twitter uh yesterday about this with uh, Sarah Sivian from The Athletic. She was saying that on her ballot, she had Martin Nekash oh, in the too. top three, and I just wasn't having any of it. Kind of okay. called her out on as I was like, oh, come on now. That's that's a little bit of a biased opinion, you being a Carolina reporter, which whatever, she's entitled to it. He's had a good year. No, I'm not I saying he's like, not. I i, I like, like Nekash too. But I can't put him ahead of guys like McCarr, Olson, Hughes, Kubelik, Adam Fox, even Nick Suzuki, Did I she, think I would put ahead of him. But she said
1: he should be nominated, or that he should win the the call there. Third on the ballot. Okay, She had him third on the ballot.
0: <laughs> okay, which I, I can't put him in top five for me. No, I he's cl- Like he's good. He's good. No, he's had a really good season, but it, but I just for me, I I couldn't do it. Um, I don't think he's had a
1: really good season. This thing's a good
0: player. What I found interesting about this year is there's a lot of older players who yeah. are in their first year in the NHL. You get, think about Olsen, 24. Kubelik, 24. Mikhaev also uh, 24, I believe. Um, yeah, I like, There's Adam Fox. I think he's 22, I think he's 21 or 22. Didn't, just, didn't
1: Adam Fox go to Harvard?
0: Yeah, so he was a college. Co- came out of college. Uh, so he's he's older as well. So that's kind of the story here for a lot of these rookies is you have older, older players making a, a case for themselves. And somebody was trying to tell me that because they're older, they have to. They have more stringent uh, guidelines when they're making their call, they're voting, and that's just not the case at no, all. Not no, the that's case stupid. at all. <laughs> case in point: Panarin won at like 25, 20 yeah. years old. So, all right, uh, let's move on here. Actually, let's take a quick break, and we'll come back, and we'll do the rest. Alright, welcome back to the Locked On These Podcast. Mike Distefano alongside Brandon Cameron. Uh, we've already handed out the Vezina and Calder. We got the Jack Adams, Norris and Hart coming up. Let's start with the Jack Adams coach of the year. Who are your three nominees?
1: I just wanna on the record to show that I'm very proud of my list here for this one.
0: Okay. I have a very good
1: Jack Adams ballot. Okay.
0: Um so I'll be the judge of that. My
1: my three guys Mike Sullivan, Travis Green, John Tortorello.
0: Alright, we have the same ballot. <laughs> <laughs> so you're tooting your horn but we literally have the exact well, same ballot.
1: I appreciate your list. I think it's the only right list. It's the only let it's the only list. There's no um, there's no there's no
0: one else. I think Rick Tockett in Arizona's done a really good job. Yeah, He's got the fallen out a little bit. Uh,
1: that, that, based on the way we set this up where the awards are being handed out today, Arizona's not in a playoff spot or they might be in the last wild card spot. Um, no, I think they're in the last wild card spot.
0: Yeah, I think they are too. In the last
1: wild card spot. But I only include Rick Tockett if they're second in the Pacific at least. <laughs> that's what that's what get that's. They're what get tied there.
0: for second in the Pacific, but they're not. There's a four way tie for second in the Pacific,
1: but they're not. They are the second wildcard team, and that's how I'm. That's how I'm justifying this. So list. because
0: Travis Green and the Vancouver Canucks have are one, one yes, more point, that's exactly it. You think that, no, that 100%, is the and that's the only
1: that's the guy that's the guy that comes out for Rick Tockett. Honestly, out of all of those coaches, for I me, agree. whoever's in first place in the Pacific at the end of that is Coach of the Year. Or not, isn't, okay, is nominated Coach of the Year.
0: Okay. <laughs> and who do you have winning it? Torrela. Really?
1: Yes. Um, Columbus is in 10th place in the NHL right now, like yeah. in the entire league. They lost two starting goalies. Corpus Allo's hurt. Bobrowski's in Florida. They lost a. A superstar in Artemi Panarin, and they're still a top 10 team in the league. If that's not enough example to prove that you can, your are Coach of the Year, I don't know what it is. Also, on top of my favorite thing about John Tortorello this year, so many ripped the officials. Like, I, like that, that for me just stole my heart and blocked. Lock coach of the
0: year. <laughs> he ripped the officials, but the funny part was is that turned out to be a blessing in disguise because Elvis Merzlikins took over after that and I know. he's been lights out. We talked about it the other day how good he's been. So we Yeah, no, has done a really, really good job. And if it wasn't for Mike Sullivan, okay. I think Torts would win it. But you wanna talk about a guy who's lost injuries, lost significant significant players. Yeah. to long-term injuries, it's the Pittsburgh Penguins. You think about the, the what they, so Matt Murray, their starting goaltender going into the year, he's missed a lot of time. Uh, so it's, it's forced Tristan Jerry to become the starter, which, again, kind of a blessing in disguise because yep. he's been, to me, a Vesna goaltender. Uh, Crosby was out for a couple of months. Um, Malkin was out for, for an extended is. period of time. Brian Rust was out for some time. Jake Gensel's been out for a while. He's probably going to miss the rest of the year. He's done for the year, yeah. Uh, Brian Dumoulin's been out for a long time. You have injuries to Chris Letang, who's been out for a while. Like, the list goes on and on and on. And somehow, this team is in fourth place in the NHL and four points at a first place in the NHL. No, yeah, I,
1: I, I can't argue against that point. Like, like Sullivan... The- has been in, like he's done a really, really nice job out in Pittsburgh. Like, there's I I don't know if there's anybody that could say that he's not worthy of the Jack Adams this year because he is,
0: he 100% is. Yeah, like, I, I, I just it's insane to me. You look at the last 10 games, like, they're just seven and three in the last 10 and just cooking. Like, it doesn't matter who goes down, just keep up, next man up mentality, and they're buying in. I think that's what that's always like. That's a, a cliche hockey thing, like, oh, yeah, it's. It's a team that just bought in, but it mm-hmm. really does seem like Pittsburgh there's something different about them this season and they're just like they don't have the most talent on paper, but they're killing it. Just was, kill. like John Marino is a, a rookie defenseman yep. who nobody has ever heard of up until this year. Like he was traded for like a 6 round pick from Edmonton. <laughs> yep. And either Edmonton
1: I was the oldest. Yeah, he Edmonton.
0: And he's somebody who I think is in the Calder conversation, at least, certainly in top 10.
1: Yeah. And
0: he's turned out to be a stud for Pittsburgh. Last year, they made a trade for Marcus Pedersen for Daniel Sprung. Turned out to be a stud for Pittsburgh. Like, they're doing a really, really, really good job there, and it's a next-man-up mentality. And I think Mike Sullivan will be rewarded for my first-half Coach of the Year honors with the Jack Adams Trophy.
1: Interesting take. Pittsburgh surprised me, man. I I thought they were going to be – I did not think they were going to – even with Sid and Crosby, I didn't think they were going to
0: do. I didn't know things, if they were going to make the playoffs. Yeah, they were I not in the they were in a lock for me. No. All right. Uh, John Norris. Who do you got? John Carlson. Yeah.
1: Dougie Hamilton. Yeah. Kale McCarr.
0: I have one difference, but go ahead and who's your winner? My winner is obviously John Carlson. Yeah. Like there's no. Johnny Norris.
1: Yeah, Johnny Norris. Yeah. <laughs> Like, there's, there's, it's, not, it's honestly not even a debate. <laughs> Dude, he's, he's got point, 1.22 points per game, leading defenseman in scoring. He's top 15 in NHL scoring. He's a legitimate, like, power play specialist. He, they, any power play Washington gets, they're automatically scoring. If Ovechkin doesn't get a one-timer from the top of the circle, Carlson's doing something to produce a goal from one of the other four guys on the ice, including himself. Like, it's – there's no – it's not even close. He's also a reliable defenseman defensively too. Yep. That's something a lot of people sleep on, that he's not just like a point-scoring defenseman, even though he is an incredible point-scoring defenseman.
0: 100%. Uh, John Carlson is also my winner. The rest of the players on my ballot, Roman Yossi, I think you slept on quite a bit there. And I did also have Dougie Hamilton. Um, obviously, he's not going to be on the ballot going forward because of his broken leg. But still, it's the first half of the season, he's definitely – uh, deserves to be on the ballot here. I think he slept on Roman Yossi a little bit.
1: I, I might have. I, haven't, I don't know. I haven't really watched a lot of Yossi.
0: I, dude, I, he's playing for the Nashville Predators, who have been god-awful this season. He's leading them in scoring. He's got 48 points in 47 games, averaging over a point per game on the Nashville don't-know-how-to-put-the-puck-in-the-net Predators. Dude, for me, it, it's, it's— And he's one of the most reliable defensive defensemen in the league at that. like He's such a great two-way player. If it wasn't for John Carlson having a Bobby Orr-esque season— Roman Yossi would be a runaway lock for me.
1: I don't know, man. I, I, I've, I've had it really hard for me not to include Kyle McCarr in the Norris conversation. He's McKinnon in the conversation.
0: Was, I just I, – I, 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 I,
1: It was really, really hard for me to leave him off my ballot because I just thought he's done such a great job. Like even with Lanniscog and McKinnon – or not McKinnon, Lanneskog and Rantanen and out of Colorado's lineup, him and McKinney kept plugging along, I mean, right? It, they kept plugging along. They they got Colorado to where they are. They're,
0: yeah. They were still producing. And even if you take a look at like points per 60 – I think Kale McCarr certainly outproduces both Hamilton and Yo. Um, no, not Yosi. No, he wouldn't outproduce Yossi, but Hamilton, Petrangelo, and Hedman, because all those guys 23 24 minutes a night. Yeah. Kale McCarr yeah. plays just over twenty minutes, so he's seen
1: that guy play twenty six minutes a night,
0: right? Like he probably would be producing more. I'm not saying that he doesn't deserve to be there, but I would, I would have taken off Dougie over. Yossi, I think Yossi's fair. more deserving than Dougie Hamilton. Uh, all right, uh, what do we got now here? We have the Hart Trophy MVP. Who do you have? I'll tell you who I have in mind okay. so far. Because I have a, a dark horse candidate who I already know you're going to disagree with.
1: I don't know if I am. I think
0: I'm the same guy. Probably not. I bet i have the same guy. Nathan McKinnon. Yep. Connor McDavid. Yep. Tristan Jari.
1: Oh, okay. I don't have the same.
0: I didn't think you would, (laughs) but I think Tristan Jari. I kind of talked about it earlier with my Vesna. But look at the season that he's had, with the injuries that that team has had, and how thin they already are on D, and they've missed all the players that they've like this. He just keeps plugging along, keeps making stops.
1: Yeah, turning away the rubber no he could
0: I, I kind of
1: slept on him I don't really think that I never really considered him an option for some reason like when I was thinking I, of, that's why I said, I said of, Dark Horse man when I was thinking of my heart trophy candidates I was thinking of like I I, I, I kind of went I ran through the I ran through the teams in the NHL and I was like who screams who screams heart for me and then Pittsburgh gave me a tough time because I was like they're really good and it's hard to not include them but I didn't really I didn't consider Jari I don't. I don't really consider goalies for the heart in my. For some reason, I don't know why. It's just, are it's not on the top of my mind.
0: They are like you look at the the year that Carey Price won the heart Trophy. He was the reason why that team won as many games they did, and now I think Tristan Jari again a big reason why that team has won as many games they have. Like Malkin has was great while Crosby was out. Crosby was great while Malkin was out. Jake Gensel was great while they were both out. And now that Jake Gensel's out, they're, they're both playing well. So it's like <laughs> all three of them have picked up the slack for each other when each of them had missed time. Um, but at the end, it's the guy who's stopping the pucks and he's got the league's best save percentage. Yeah. yeah. So he's, he's uh, to me, I think that he deserves to be in the hard conversation and, and, I think that's kind of why I put them on the ballot so that I could have that conversation. Yeah. Can I do yeah. my list
1: before we, before we tell our winners? Yeah, cool? for sure. All right. So my list is, is a little similar. I have one difference. Uh, Connor McDavid, Nathan McKinnon, and I, I threw in Artemi Panarin.
0: Yeah, see, you're just a schlep. I'm a schlep. Because you thought we were going to have the same one. You thought that I, thought I was going to go I, I
1: thought you were on Panarin too. I thought you were on the Panarin train, but I guess I'm the only one.
0: Even when you asked me earlier and you said, okay, what division is he in? I was going to screw with you because I knew you were taking Panarin. You knew I was taking Panarin. Yeah, 100%. He is probably the next next guy, if yeah. not Eichel. No, but he's been, he's been or- awesome. Even Johnny Norris, I had some consideration for. I, 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 almost,
1: I almost, I almost threw John Carlson in there as well.
0: However, I, when you asked me what division it was, like Metro, and then you're be like, oh, okay, yeah, we're the same guy. Yeah, I know, I totally he, would have said that. Dan <laughs> well knew that we did not.
1: That's totally exactly how it would have played out.
0: But I think we could both agree, McDavid. McDavid. This is his year. Like, like the only
1: reason he wasn't the MVP last year was because the Oilers sucked. Now they're in a playoff spot. This is the year, right?
0: They're barely hanging on to a playoff spot. But they're in
1: one, hypothetically. They
0: weren't in one until, like, the last, until this weekend. Like, they're, if they, like, lose a game, they could fall out of the playoff spot. It's, it's a tight West, man. The but, Pacific's nuts.
1: The but, Pacific's nuts.
0: Yeah, like, it's, it's, it's
1: one point from first to fifth in the Pacific.
0: Yeah, it's, it's disgusting. But yeah, no, for me, it, it's, it's for sure, McDavid.
1: Like, uh, He was snubbed last year just because of the Oilers' success. He was a victim of them being a bad team. They still are a bad team, but they're winning games.
0: Was it the year before, too, where it went to Taylor Hall? Was that the year before that? I actually think McKinnon was snubbed that year. I don't think
1: think McDavid was was number three that year for me.
0: Regardless, um, I think McDavid's having an unbelievable season. uh, Leading the league with 76 points so far. Uh, he's been a magician out there, as expected. And then after you heard about you know, how much damage he actually took to yeah, his knee last year, story, right? it adds to it. And it's just like, wow, he was able to – a guy who at one point doctors were telling him, you probably won't be able to play next year. He said, no, I'm going to rehab my knee, I'm going to play, and <laughs> I'm going to win a heart trophy <laughs> and yeah. probably the Art Ross. Yeah. Like it's, it's insane. No big deal. It, this is going to be a great story. I'm, I'm excited uh, yeah. to, to see how he finishes out the year because he's the NHL's best talent. No, hundred percent. The NHL's best talent. And uh, that kind of will take us to our next segment, which we'll do after the break. And that's talking about the TSN's top 50 list where sneak peek Connor McDavid numero uno. What? And that's coming up next. All right, welcome back to Lockdown On These Podcasts. Mike Stefano here alongside Brandon Cameron. All right, we're going to take a look at TSN 10, uh, TSN's top 50 list. I think I said 100 before the break, but it's a top 50 list here. Um, and this is just players that so far this season, kind of like what we've done, based on their production and based on how they've played so far this season, they've been ranked from one to five. They do this every year at the beginning of the year, and now they're doing it at the mid- midway mark, and they're seeing who's rise. Who's risen? Who's fallen? Um, and of course, like I said before, Connor McDavid—he was number one going in. He's still the number one guy. Uh, The—I the, think the one where it gets a little uh, dicey—not dicey, but I think where you say, "Wow, really?" Pasternak at number three.
1: Yeah, I thought that was a little high. I thought—I I, I think Pasternak's probably in the top five. I—I I think dry, like Dreisaitl and Panarin number alone. I'd probably put both Drysyle and Panarin above Pasternak.
0: I think goal scoring is always something that people value more than playmaking, right? Like like goals are the hardest thing to come by. And you look at a guy who scored 37 goals this year. He's, as of now, the rocket leader. Yep. Um, he's got a couple of guys on his tail. One being Austin Matthews, just saying. And you look at how he started off the season. I think it just... You know, that is still ingrained in our minds. And that's a reason why he's been placed so high on this list. Like, he was 25th coming into the year. He's yeah. moved all the way up to third.
1: The thing about Pasternak is, if you noticed, he's busted out of every slump with a hat trick.
0: <laughs> Anytime yeah. he's kind of
1: cooled down a little bit, he just puts up a hat trick, gets back in the co- – like, pulls away. Like, a couple – like, last week or something, <coughs> he was on, like, a couple games with that score, and then he put up a hat trick to pull up by three over Matthews and – Ovechkin,
0: right? I think we did a cosign no sign where you thought – you asked me if he was going to get 50 and 50. I said no sign. I was yeah. like, that's not happening. Uh, but I did co-sign because then we moved the needle down to 40 and 50, and I co-signed it. I thought he'd get to 40. He did not. He's got 37 goals so far through 51 he, games. he did, which I thought was going to happen. Yeah. A lot of his goals came on the power play too. So you you had to assume that that was going to cool down a little bit. Also uh, didn't help Brad
1: Marchand's going through a real tough stretch. Yeah.
0: Okay, so moving down the list a little bit here, uh, John Carlson coming in as the eighth best player in the NHL right now. First defenseman, obviously. He moves up from 45th all the way to eighth place. Do you think he deserved to be even higher? I actually thought the I think the 6-10 to 10 range is pretty
1: spot on, honestly. Yeah? But, but I have no objections in that 6-10 to 10 range.
0: I feel like the year that he's had – a, a I kind of want to put him above Matthews and Eichel here. Really? Uh, I, You could make a case for
1: me to put him above Matthews, but I think Eichel's been, been, been lights out this year.
0: Yeah. I, no, I right? just think
1: he's – I think Eichel's been really consistent. He's really taken his team on his back. Uh, Matthews – I mean, Matthews has kind of done that, but in a quieter way and less in a less, like, noticeable way. He's kind of taken the Leafs on his back. Um, John Carlson has taken the Capitals on his back, and they've been winning every game, so, like – I, I, you could sell me on Carlson being ahead of Matthews.
0: and the man you slept on in your Norris ballot, Roman Yosi, ranked 14th. Guy ahead of Kucherov, ahead of Shifley, Barkov. Just saying.
1: Yeah, Barkov's the ultimate snub this year.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: seventeen, get out! Or yeah, seventeen, get out of here, Barkov. You're like top
0: five. So here's a name we haven't mentioned yet, which is surprising, and this might be the lowest that he's ever been on this list. Sidney Crosby, yeah, down to twenty-two.
1: Honestly, it's kind of impressive he's still in the in the top twenty-five.
0: Well, considering
1: he's missed twenty-two games, I don't this know year. if they included that. No, yeah, it no, was. I read
0: the. Oh, they, yeah. that was part of the criteria. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So, well, that I guess it has a little bit of an asterisk on it. Yeah. But even if you look at the, you know, twenty-five points in twenty-two games, just eight goals. He hasn't been. I guess has per productive as he's been in the past but even so i think like crosby being outside of the top five is like is the first time we've seen that in how long would he be in your top five this year if he was healthy you think
1: He could knock out panarin i don't know if he i don't know if he would but he could He he has the ability i don't know if he would specifically knock out panarin i know he could knock out matthews from the top 10, from number six, knock Matthews out. Yeah,
0: I think I think if he's healthy, certainly in the top 10. Probably, yeah. most likely. Uh, top five would be a little bit more tougher to crack. But yeah, I, I think Panarin's. A, you made a good point. Good case for it. Probably knock him out. All right, uh, three Leafs making this list. Can you name them? John Tavares, Austin Matthews, Freddie Anderson?
1: Oh, who's the third Leaf? Mitch Marner. Oh, Mitch Marner is on the list.
0: Where is he? I can't believe oh. you didn't think Marner was on the list. <laughs> Honestly, I just didn't think about it. Come on. <laughs> Come on.
1: No, Mitch Marner is higher than I thought,
0: actually. All the All three Leafs, though, dropping from their original season rankings, which I think you would expect because they had such sky-high expectations going into the year for not only these three players individually, <laughs> but just the team, and they haven't performed – to where we thought that they would be, and I think that maybe took a hit on on their rankings here. So I think Matthews he didn't fall far from sixth to seventh, so he's seventh I think right he now. Really
1: fell because Eichel jumped. Yeah. Honestly.
0: Oh, I, you know what? That's a, a <laughs> I think Matthews and Marner. A big reason for their falling is more so them being outperformed by others than yeah. them performing that poorly yeah. for sure. I think that that needs to be said. Uh, Marner falling from fifteenth to eighteenth, which you think is high.
1: Uh, there's a couple of wingers I would put above Marner.
0: Well, like who? Who? Mark I, Stone isn't in there. I'd
1: probably I'd put Mark Stone over there still, even though he's I don't even know what his production is this year, but I, I'd still put him higher. I'd probably even have Pedersen higher than Marner right now, honestly.
0: Mark Stone's at 31st right now. Um, Kyle Connor having a heck of a year at 27th. Yeah, I. And again, I, a goals being valued in the NHL, I'm surprised that he's not a little bit higher on this list. Yeah, for me,
1: it's somebody that specifically – I I thought Pedersen should be – I think Pedersen should be ahead of
0: Martin. And John <laughs> Tavares making the biggest drop here. I'm surprised he was in the top 50, I'll be honest with you, from 12 down to 43rd.
1: Yeah, he's had a quieter year this year than he had. Well, it's been year. an
0: up-and-down year because there yeah. was a, a solid maybe three weeks where I thought he was the best player the Maple Leafs have had, Yeah, probably right before Christmas, like kind of when he came back from his injury. A couple weeks after that. Right around the Christmas time when the team was was playing really well, yep. uh, I thought that he was kind of uh, a catalyst for them. Obviously, McDay or Matthews goal scoring aside, yeah. uh, but it, it just been a little bit inconsistent. And I think it was was it the Winnipeg game a couple weeks ago where it was just a burn the tape type effort out of McDay out of why do I keep saying McDay out of Tavares? Where I don't know if it was
1: Winnipeg. It might have been it might have been in Calgary.
0: No, where he allowed – he was on the ice for like three of the goals. I think it was the 4-3 loss to Winnipeg a couple of weeks ago.
1: Oh, yeah. No, it was because he had that one turnover on the power play. that gave you know, The short-handed goal.
0: Yeah. Hamilton. Yes. That's what yes. it was. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was against Winnipeg. I don't Winnipeg.
1: know how that's what I remember it as, but that's exactly what I remember it
0: as. Yeah, because he had a terrible game. And I remember – actually, we did the post-game after that. We were yeah. talking about how bad of a game it was, possibly versus worst of his career, certainly the worst of his Leafs tenure. Yeah. Um, he's still almost point of game though. Yeah, no, like he's, like, he's not I, I producing, he's but I don't think he's been as yeah he's consistent. As, he hasn't been as dominant, in my yeah. opinion.
1: Yeah, uh, last year he was dominant. This oh, for sure, most
0: dominant. And I think I think that, that that bodes well for Marner's case for being an elite hockey player. Yeah, I think last year it was like, well, yeah, of course he went off last season playing with Tavares. Tavares is a 47-goal scorer. It's like, well, maybe he's a—he's never been a 47-goal scorer until that moment playing with Marner. It's
1: a he played with Mitch Marner and had a career year.
0: And now you look at what Matthews is doing with Marner on his wing. Ah. Marner's
1: one of the most creative players in the league,
0: man. Yeah, man. He, he's he,
1: definitely one of the most creative players in the
0: league. There's no denying that. That's why I think he's, he's, he's nicely slotted in here at that 18 role. I, I think that he's, he's a top 20 player in the league. I do. Um... Nylander, though, a snub, because I personally think that Nylander's had a better season than John Tavares so far this year. So I think if you're going to put JT into the top 50, I think that's a snub for William Nylander.
1: I'd probably knock off Brock Besser from 48.
0: Yeah, I, I, yeah, no, I'd I agree. I think, think Nylander's than Brock had
1: a better. 100% agree. Once he got 22 goals, 23 goals now. Something Ooh. like that. Nylander?
0: Yeah, 22 goals this season. That's only really a
1: 16. And he's a pure sniper. Yep. Like, I don't know. He should be doing better. I would, not, I would probably rank him above Lainey this year, too. You like, could. He, like, you could. I only has 17 goals. He has 45 points in 48 games. But, like, I don't know. Lainey hasn't been as effective as Nylander has been in his role on the Maple
0: Leafs. So you're with me. That's a start. Yeah, I would have
1: yeah, put him in the top 50. I would. I, there's a couple of players I would have knocked out.
0: I think... So, this is a compiled list by a lot of members from TSN. Yeah. Uh, I'm not one of them, unfortunately, but I do know a few of them. And I know a few did have Nylander in the top 50. I'm pretty sure all three guys from Overdrive actually had him in the top 50. Craig J. Button, I believe, had him in the top 50. I think he had him at 48th or 47th.
1: Which at TSN? means there's
0: a. Yeah, it seems like maybe it was the insiders and stuff that <laughs> didn't have him in the top 50. So.
1: Somebody we kind of slept on here in the top 50 that I just noticed now. Andre Sveshnikov at 38.
0: Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, I just,
1: literally just saw his picture, and I was like, whoa. Hey, I mean, he's having I, a
0: good year. He's, he's a good player, man. He's a really good player. He's a solid pick. Solid pick. Uh, best player in his draft. Solid pick. Best player in his draft. Harmon Dial of The Athletic, I don't know if you saw this article, wrote about Quinn Hughes being the best player in that draft so far. That was key. So far, he's been the best player. And not funny
1: how we just kind of – discredit everything Darlene's
0: been built. I don't think anyone's done. discredited it. No, like I think could,
1: irrelevant.
0: He could turn out to be ir- the best player of that draft, no, but so far... Irrelevant.
1: I think Darlene's irrelevant, dog.
0: Anyways. <laughs> uh, he's gone. He's dead to me.
1: Back-to-back flops for first overall picks.
0: There's your top 50 lists. There's our thoughts on the top 50 list. Tristan Jari coming in at 42 also. My Vesna winner and Dark Horse MVP candidate.
1: Interesting.
0: Yeah. All right. That's going to do it for us here today on the podcast. I'd like to thank you for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to Lockdown Locked on Leaves podcast on all podcasting platforms. And receive daily Leafs content. You can follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown On Leaves. Follow myself at Mickey underscore Canuck. And follow Brandon at B underscore Cameron 222. Two, two. All right. Be sure to check back in here tomorrow where I will, I promise, be grading the defense and goaltending for you as I said I would. Uh, but until then, keep it locked right here on lockdown leaps.